What we found, we spoke to grandparents. They wanted three things in this order. They wanted first connection, then they wanted play, which means connection with fun, with play, and then they wanted learning. Now, connection, play, and learning. What's interesting, and I'll come back to this, parents, parents want those three things, but in exactly the reverse order. <laughs> first, the parent for their young child, they want learning, they want to see their child learn. Then they want to see them having fun playing because they know that's going to reinforce the learning. And then if they could connect and play with their grandparent, that's nice. And they do want that. Hello and welcome. I'm Lori Hardy. And thanks for listening in as we talk with leaders. Jim Margraff is a serial inventor, entrepreneur, philanthropist, author, speaker, and an energized dad and husband. Jim founded and co-founded six Silicon Valley technology companies and now has found us here and has now founded his seventh, Kino.com. His goal is to help grandparents connect with grandkids remotely. Welcome, Jim Margraff, to the show. You are the creator of the LeapFrog. That is so amazing. Thank you. Thank you very much, Lori. It was a few years ago, but yeah, it was very exciting. My family was involved in it. I'd love to speak to you about it and how it came to be and what, what that means today. We could start with that. And I know you're going to give us a lot of tips, which I'm excited about as a grandma. In a, My grandkids are in a different state. So I love that we're going to talk about how to be connected with your grandkids. But why don't you start with how LeapFrog came about and and you do have something new as well. Absolutely. Thank you. Well, it was it was 25 years ago, hard to believe. And at the time, my kids were two and four, and I was watching them learn to read. And I looked at these black lines on a piece of paper that have, we have a name, they're called letters, and they form these things called words. But to a child, they're these just little black glyphs. And there see pictures, and you point at them, and you're, you're making sounds, and you're speaking words. So I said, if we could give a child a direct means of being able to access what they see, so they could learn that this squiggle has a name, and it makes a sound that's different than a name. And when you put these sounds together, you blend them one after the next quickly, and you get this thing we call a word, but kids know the sound when they recognize it. I met with Mike Wood, who had founded LeapFrog and a team. I had another company called Explore. We were making an interactive globe that you could touch and it would respond and teach you about the world, teach you facts about the world. So, so said, if we flatten that technology out, could put paper on it, we could create something I called paper-based multimedia to allow kids to read. And we did it and it worked with a, st a stylus. You'd tap the pages and you probably know, and we helped in a period of about five years, we helped roughly a hundred million kids learn to read. It became globally accessible. Um, we had leap pads in roughly 77% of households in the US with kids from four to seven years of age in that period of time. It was delightful to create such a thing. And if you ever were to pull leap pad out again, now you'd recognize the voice after today. <laughs> so my voice and my son's voice, um, who was Tad, he was one of the frogs. My daughter came into the studio and we, we really felt like we made a contribution. Yeah, I mean, it's a household name. Well, thank you. Now you have a new project. I do. That was 25 years ago, roughly five companies ago. So I've been founding and inventing things. I just recently crossed my 60th patent. I've been coming up with lots of ideas. Along the way, did a, a, a smart pen that you could write on paper with, would capture ink and audio, and you could go back and touch your notes on a piece of paper, hear what was spoken when you wrote the note on paper. Another technology was wearable eye tracking. So you could put on a VR or AR headset and control what you see with your eyes without blinking and without dwelling, which is quite unimaginable. And it felt like it was reading your mind. And more recently, decided to solve a problem which exists today and is the problem that you noted earlier, which is a grandparent remote from a grandchild. If you're a grandparent 
and you're on a call with a young grandchild, three, four, five, six, the call goes something like this. You might be on a call. Hi, Johnny, how are you? Maybe it's on FaceTime or, or Skype or other. Johnny, how are you? Good. What are you up to? Nothing. And Johnny runs off and mom has the smartphone. She chases after him. And the whole thing is just grandpa feels like they failed. They don't know what to talk about. Johnny's not interested. Mom's chasing after, say, come and talk more. I mean, it's, it's really hard. So how do you solve this problem? There have been companies that were looking at this pre-COVID, during COVID, that said, hey, let's just put a, let's just put a game into the video chat. A game like tic-tac-toe or like uh, checkers or a book so they can, grandma can turn the pages of a book and read it. Well, what happens then, it's okay, but it's not great. The reason it's not great is that the child is just interested in the gameplay and the video of the remote loved one, we call an OLO, an older loved one, and a YLO, a younger loved one. So <laughs> the video with the OLO and the YLO, the older and younger loved ones, Basically, the child's head's down and the parent, the grandparent sees their head and they, the, the child could be playing with a piece of software. It's not the relative that they're playing with. It's just, it's just the game. And granted, it's nice to be there and feel like you're allowing your child, your grandchild to play. We said, we have to do better than that. So how do you do that? We said, first of all, you have to engage the child. And I'll speak about this two ways. For, for one is because we have an app that's available for free right now, and I'll describe, we'll get to that. It's available for if you have iOS and iPhone or iPad, you can get this downloaded for free. And, uh, and I'll describe why, what it is and why it works. But let's just talk about the principles. If we're gonna play with your grandchild and have something meaningful, you have to start out by engaging them. So what does that mean? If you say to them, what did you do this week? That's not going to engage a young child. You say, how are you doing? That's not, they, they haven't developed social skills. They don't know the flow of a dialogue like that. So what do you do? Well, let's start out with something crazy. If you wanna have fun with your grandchild, with, if you're even on FaceTime or an app, next time, if you've got a three or four year old and you're, you get on FaceTime with them, take your phone and say, oh, wait a second. Uh-oh, uh-oh, I don't feel so, something's not, oh my goodness. And take your face and hold the phone still and then literally fall out of the frame. <laughs> you do that and then suddenly pop back in and say, oh, I'm better now. And then, then and do it again and you fall, it's kind of like peekaboo for a two or three-year-old, but you do this on Zoom for a three, four-year-old or five-year-old and you just literally fall, boom, <laughs> oh, and you pop up again and, and you'll grab their attention. So engagement starts with attention. Or another thing you might do is, is take the, whatever camera you have, you say, I see something. Is there something on your nose? Wait a second. I think there is. And you get closer and closer and closer to the camera. So your nose is right up against it, like I just did with you. And, uh, and it's very funny. And the, the grandchild will, will find, will laugh. And as soon as they start laughing, now you've got their attention and you begin to get the engagement. So that's one approach. What we did, we said, hey, there's another tool we could use. Let's put into our video chat. So by the way, this is Kinu, K-I-N-O-O, -O, Kin, Kinship, two O's, Kinu.com. And you can go to the app store and find the Kinu um, app on iOS. And when you do that, if you have the app, we, have a, we also said, let's get a video chat going. So that's free. We put a character into the video chat. We call the character Cody, K-O-D-I-I, Cody. So Cody's there and has a little sidekick called Kinu. They pop up. And now as soon as a cartoon character pops into the same frame, when you're looking at your grand, grandparent, there's a character there, you have their attention. And the character's fun, high, you know, antenna, big eyes, a big face, very attractive to kids, and it grabs their attention. Now, the other thing that does is it makes it non-threatening for the grandparent, because it's very easy to use. And the character says, hey, what should we play today? Either the child or the grandparent can use with their finger and scroll up and down, find some games. 
Now, these are not your ordinary games, as I said before. If you start with, with tic-tac-toe and with checkers, again, we just, those games you can play, but it doesn't matter you're playing with another person. Our games we design so you play with the other person collaboratively, creatively, and with support. So for instance, one, one of the favorite games, very simple, but in real time, you pick the game and it is, it's a cake, a cake, literally a three-layer cake appears, white cake appears on the screen with a bar at the bottom where you can choose things to decorate, um, to use to decorate the cake from frosting and you grab, you'll touch it and you'll drag your finger up and move it around. And both can be doing decorating the cake at the same time. So you can divide the cake in half, you can divide it up in layers. You take this layer, I'll take this layer. So you, not only you put frosting on, you put bananas on and sprinkles and sparkles and hearts, but you can put dinosaurs on that roar, candles on with a burning flame, and you can put uh, a, ballerina, a ballerinas on that dance. So you drop these things on and the child and the adult play together. So it, it's just wonderful to watch. So you've got these games that you can play. The whole time you're talking, I'm like, yes. I mean, I have one grandchild that will talk until the cows come home and she's holding the phone. I mean, I'm almost about ready to throw up. <laughs> and then I've got the other ones that, again, no matter how hard I try, it's really difficult to engage them. So this sounds so, like you say, effortless and also entertaining because we know with kids, you kind of got to entertain them. It's true. What we found, we spoke to grandparents. They wanted three things in this order. They wanted first connection. Then they wanted play, which means connection with fun, with play. And then they wanted learning. Now, connection, play, and learning. What's interesting, and I'll come back to this, parents, parents want those three things, but in exactly the reverse order. <laughs> First, the parent for their young child, they want learning. They want to see their child learning. Then they want to see them having fun playing because they know that's going to reinforce the learning. And then if they could connect and play with their grandparent, that's nice. And they do want that, but they, they really focus on learning. So I'll describe what we did because we've done something it's kind of a 21st century leap pad that goes way, way past what I did 25 years ago. But let's go back, let's go back to grandparents. So, um, so play. So one thing we'll do, so we have games that you can play. Another game that, that is really popular is, is riding to the moon together. And literally you'll get in a rocket ship, you'll see your, so your, your camera will take the, the image of you and your grandchild, we'll put it in a rocket, turn sideways. But before you can take off, you have to take your passport photo. And we have three passports, a smile, a crazy face, a silly face, and a surprise face. And it asks, Cody asks you to make a silly face. And when you want to see, you should see what happens when a granddad who might not be silly and disposed towards doing something silly, he suddenly smiles and makes this silly, goofy face. And the grandchild laughs. We've had, we've had grandmoms come in and said, I saw my husband do something I haven't seen him do for, for years. He was giggling and laughing with our grandchild, first of all, but he was making a silly face because, you know, you, sometimes you have to give yourself permission to step outside of what you think you should do. Then along the way, you, you make a silly, silly face. Then you have to count down together. So you, there's a dial and you have to pick a color so you both can turn dials. Then you count down. You each push buttons to count down to the for a blast off. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, all the way to zero. And suddenly one of you pushes the blast off button. Now you're both playing this game at the same time on your device and you're seeing the response in real time while you're playing this. And uh, then you take off to the moon. Now, I said a couple things. I said, there's a character and there's games designed for creativity, connection and, and learning and play. The third thing we did is we said, let's offer just to enhance this, let's offer private prompts to either person. 
So while you're playing as a grandparent, you're on your way to the moon and a little light bulb comes up and a little text appears on your screen only. The grandchild doesn't see it on their screen. And it says something like, ask, your, ask Johnny or Susie by name, ask Johnny um, what it would feel like to be in no gravity and raise your arms. So it suggests, it suggests you say, hey, Johnny, woo, what does it feel like in no gravity? And your arms are floating up and down. And again, you're going to engage them in a different way. And then you're approaching the moon. And on the way, by the way, the cow may fly by or a space, uh, an alien will fly by and hit your spacecraft. So it's really fun. People laugh. You're approaching the moon. Beautiful image, high res image of the moon. And it suggests, ask Johnny how we'll live together on the moon. Will we live there in peace or will we fight with each other? So now you're beginning to get into a lot of longer term thinking for a child, but you're giving the, the, the grandparent, the loved one, something to talk about. It's always in context. The key thing here is if you start talking about when I was a child, I did this and it's out of context because you just reminded of it. You have to pull it in. So everything is about context. Now, it says you have five FaceTime activities, which probably you can do on this app as well, correct? I described some things that you can do that are just general. So our, our app has many, we've got near 20 activities you can do. One of them is puzzles, oh, where you're, you're building a puzzle together. You both have the bar at the bottom and you choose the piece, but you have to slide it back and forth. So you have to collaborate because you may be looking for, you teach, you teach your grandchild, look for the corner pieces first. And there's easy puzzles with only nine pieces and there's puzzles with up to 36 pieces. Those will take 10 minutes, they're, they're tricky. And then you have to turn those around, rotate them, move them up, drag them in, and you work together to figure it out. And what's, what's wonderful, and you can get little hints along the way, at the end of building the puzzle, when you put the very last piece in, it goes and the puzzle turns into an animation. So if it's a kangaroo, it's a video and it comes to life. And then it loops for a few times. So it's this reward at the end of doing this thing together, animals and, and space rockets taking off and other things. It's really exciting. How um, fun. It's great. I like so, how, how you say solving the problem, because I think that that's where we really struggle with feeling inadequate because we're not used to the technology. And I know for me, my granddaughter on whatever app she had, she's the older one, she was putting ears and sparkles in her hair. I couldn't do any of that. I could laugh at her and with her, but I like, I like this idea of it's, you know, both, both of you playing and doing it together. We talked about various types of filters that kids put on and grandparents got so frustrated the child putting picture, you know, ears and horns and things on their face and glasses. And it's fun for the child for a little while, but it's not bonding. And mm -hmm. what we wanted to do was support and reinforce connection. This is emotional connection because then when you get together in person, after you've done this, well, here, here's what happens first. When you actually play, I said, first you engage, then you expand. So you engage the child with something unexpected. You engage them with something we're shared together. Then you expand. And the way you expand, and this is a tip for any grandparent listening, please, please, please follow the grandchild's lead, which means that when they go in a direction and they start taking you down a path, let them be the leader. It's so easy to be the adult and think, I have to tell them what to do. I have to train them and teach them. This is what they should do. Do this, not that. Follow your loved one, follow the little one, because then you can ask them questions about why they're doing what they're doing, make suggestions about maybe to do it differently, ask their, you know, their thoughts. And now you, you begin to expand the conversation. 
And, and that's, it's so important. This is just, just basic in helping kids grow rather than shutting off their curiosity. This is the way we do it here. No, don't do that. Don't do it this way. Here's my, I mean, you, you really need not to do that. And, mm -hmm. and the third, the third EL offer is, is then you explore and you explore mm -hmm. new areas. So now what if, what if we did this? What do you think about that? And, um, and then let them come up with ideas because if you offer them, they'll begin to follow your behavior and they'll copy the pattern. So engage first. So they're really attentive and they were interested in staying with you and then expand, then explore. And here's another thing you can do with FaceTime or something without, without our app as well. Prearrange um, a, a, a trick to play with a remote parent if you can. And what you'll do is say, oh, you know what? I would just, I would just I'm so hungry for a cookie. I would love a good, really nice warm chocolate chip cookie. Oh, wait. Oh, I've got one right here. And you take it and you hold it up in the screen. You'll say, wow, doesn't this look good? Would you like one of these? I think I can give you one. Wait a second. And you move it towards the screen, towards the camera, and you get the parent to come up behind the grandchild and drop a cookie right down in front of them and have it fall in front of them. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Your grandchild, they'll be, their eyes will go huge. It's like, oh. <gasps> or toss it in a way or have a, you know, throw a ball or take a ball and say, wait a second, I've got something that's going to, can you catch this Oof, and throw it towards them? And then have somebody again, a, a someone at home, either drop a ball, toss it over from behind the screen or whatever. So the child doesn't see it coming. You want to have a moment. They will mm -hmm. remember that always. So a little magic goes a long way. That is so awesome. And so fun because it's hard sometimes to stay in a creative space when you've got the little one, like you say, running off, I love it that it gives you not only things to do, but I like how you said, let the child lead. Yeah. Follow the child, let them lead, let them take it, let them run with it. It's not necessary to reel them in and tell them this is the way to do or not do something. And then, then they will start to then explore There's lots of things, you know, as you said, you can get a very talkative child. It won't give you a moment. So that's <laughs> why our app is so, so substantial because you have to, we design the games, you have to play together. You have to collaborate. If one tries to do something, it, like building the puzzle together, if, if you, you can both fight over, over what happens. And you know, you move a tray this way, I move it that way, and you gotta say, wait a second. And if child says, no, you know, you just, you, you drag a piece up, you show them, um, but, but don't try to over command and direct them. So, so that's a key piece. So let's, let's leap ahead a bit. So there's another, another piece, as I mentioned at LeapFrog, which I did in, to address literacy. We have, a, we have a literacy crisis. Coming out of COVID, it's exacerbated, but it was there before then. When, actually, I ask you a question. When does a child begin to learn to read? That's such a good question because I'm a firm believer when they're tiny babies, you take them to the library and you read to them. So that would be my answer. I don't know I'm, if that's the right answer. <laughs> so glad you said that, Lori, because reading begins with reading aloud when that child is born. And here's what we know. There was a study done. It was a heart and recent, I've got it wrong. It was done years ago. They found a 30 million word deficit for kids raised in a higher SES and a lower SES household. And what that meant by the time they were three years of age. So that meant the kids in the environment some kids, some environments, the parents are talking to them, reading to them, exposing them more language, all the talking, all, you know, explaining things versus kids that didn't have that, which had a huge effect on vocabulary, knowledge. Um, so that's a starting point. But reading, reading begins with reading aloud. And here's what, when you read a book to a child, if they're six months old, when they're born, they're sitting in your lap, you're reading, you're pointing at them. They're seeing this object. They're hearing your voice. And when you read a book, you read, you speak differently because you're reading sentences. 
When we speak orally, we don't speak the same way as when you're reading written text. So you're training them on the cadence, that what's called the prosody and cadence of reading. They're hearing words that you won't use normally in your household because books have different language. You're, you're pointing to the pictures and you can just point at pictures and say, oh, what's that? Even before the child learns to read, they'll hear you ask a question, then you answer for them. What's that? Oh, that's a monster. Does he look scary? No. What color is he? So you talk about the text. This is called dialogic reading. And then as the child gets a little older, you ask them questions and you point at things and you let them answer. So this is the way, and you, it sounds, I'm watching you, sort of yours is radio, but I'm watching you nod your head. Yes, this is, this is what happens. We said, gee, we have this reading crisis. I'd like to create something that takes techno, we, I know what we did with the leap pad years ago. We created this wand and you could touch the pages and get audio. So I said, what if we could bring brain science to reading today? Because in the last 20 years, we know a lot more about how to help children develop reading literacy and in general learn. So we, we've done that and we're in the process of developing something that will launch later this year. But imagine this, imagine a, a small wand that you'll hold in your hand. And let's remember the Nintendo Wii that you'd move around and you'd play games. So now imagine a Wii for books crossed with a leap pad. In other words, a, a wand you'll hold in your hand, um, this small couple ounces, got some brilliantly colored orbs on it and it speaks to you. And when you take this wand, you can point the wand at a book, pull a book off your bookshelf, point at the book. It'll speak the cover of the book. It's got a little sensor on it. It's got a, a light beam that's shining out. You'll then turn to a page. And as you point at it, it will read the page. Not only will it read the page, but you'll be able to point at objects, at pictures that will come to life and interact. You'll point at words, hear them spoken or letters, but you'll also play games which involve movement. So for instance, there's a story about, about driving a car. Are we there yet is the name of the story. You'll hear the story go and it says, oh, hold your wand up and pretend you're driving. And you'll hold the wand up and you'll hear, whoops, turn, 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 turn to the left, to the left. And you'll turn the wand and if you don't, it'll tell you. So you're pretending. So now you've got imagination in the context of a story being read aloud and, uh, and the opportunity to respond to it. And then you move on and it'll say, uh-oh, look out. There's, some, there's, some, there's a bear in the road, honk your horn. And you'll move your wand or push a button and you'll honk and you'll continue on with actions tied into the story. What does that do? Focuses, increases attention and engagement. And then we can start asking questions about what you see and getting you to interact by moving, physically tapping, touching, pointing, and you'll do these things and it comes to life. So now the child can have this with the book at home. The grandparent could have the same book at their home. They can be following along and ask the child to do something. And now the child can show them what they're doing as they're reading together. So that's what's coming. We're just about out of time. This has been so fascinating. But you did talk about movement with the new thing. But talk about movement-based games and learning and, and why that's important. Yeah, it's here's what we know from research in the brain. So it was only about 20 years ago we began to put children into what are called fMRI machines functional magnetic resonance imaging. So now we can look at the brain and see what you do when and how you respond to things. So what we know is this, we know that using more parts of your brain at the same time is going to engage and reinforce learning and development. Kids have to move. They physically have to move because they develop what's called automaticity, which means automatic movement for doing things. If you ask a three-year-old to pour milk at the same time you ask them to do something else, pour milk and then tap your finger or look at me while you're, you know, do something. The child has to do one thing or the other. 
So learning to walk as well as move, it, it, you, have to, you have to develop this automaticity. And the same is true with reading. Having a child clap their hands as they're learning how to sound out a word and they go, k, a, t, 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 cat. And all of a sudden they realize they've gone cat. You go cat, that's a cat. And they realize that these sounds that they were they're putting together form a word. You can do this with math, having them count. Just count regularly because you develop rhythm and automaticity. That's one tool that's incredible. And there are so many other ways you can use your arms and form letters. And the things that I was describing a little while ago, getting yourself moving. Also, if you move more vigorously, you'll, you'll get more blood flow to the brain. You'll reinforce uh, learning for with different reasons, with different hormones that are released in chemicals in your brain. So movement is learning. Know this now. So we want to create something that's movement combined with, with, with a book, with learning, with words and pictures. So we are almost out of time. Before we sign off, though, I want to mention that you say you've established a partnership with Highlights for Children. Yes, I'm so delighted. Um, Highlights is just a great company, 75-year-old company that um, I've seen their original magazines and their CEO, Kent, is, is just a fabulous individual. And so is their staff. They're, they're completely committed to learning. And so we will be bringing um, Highlights magazines to life with our want. Um, and other content, highlights content. So remember the hidden pictures? So now imagine finding that picture, pointing at it, and being able to, you know, it's, we have this one game, there's a, a paintbrush, and you find the paintbrush, and it's hidden near a, a, on, a, on the moon. And it, your wand says, okay, move your wand like you're painting the dune buggy. And, but watch out, the dune buggy's ticklish. And so you start moving your wand back and forth like you're painting, and the dune buggy giggles, and the lights turn red because you're painting red, and you dip your wand in the paint just fabulous games that, that, that cause children to keep moving and it re-engages them. And of course, with highlights now, the one will read, so when the parent's not there, it'll read the stories to them uh, directly, ask them questions. So um, all of the great pedagogy that's been put into this brilliant content, we're just bringing to life and adding even more fun and engagement. I'm so excited. I can't hardly wait. I've already downloaded the app to try with my grandkids. The app is K-I-N-O-O, -O, but how can we find you to get more information? My name is Jim Margraf. So I'm on LinkedIn. So anyone can send me a note, refer to the show. That's okay. probably the best way to do it. Again, this set my seventh company. I hadn't planned to start another, but I saw this need is so compelling and other related needs is so compelling that uh, my wife and I decided let's do it. I think that we can change the face of the future of literacy as well as family connection and create a new generation of leaders that have both the education and the grounding and how to work with other people that is what this world needs. I'm Lori Hardy, and thanks for listening in today. We hope you've learned something new. Join us again next week as we continue to talk with people that are making a difference.